Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Man show new coach at Idaho Vandals Alex Gribble with me. Came Seattle University. Now he's the head coach of Idaho. Back in the picture one more time. How you doing, man? Good to talk to you, man. I'm doing great. It's good to talk to you too. I appreciate you having me on, man. No doubt, man. How's it good to be back in that picture, man? After being in St. Martin D2, man. Now you're back in the picture, man. How's it feel again? Oh, it's great. You know, that was the goal. That was the goal. I'm just really honored to be here. Um, you know, University of Idaho is a special place. And so the fact that I get to call this home is great. I'm happy to be uh, be the head coach. Got some great assistants surrounding me and and uh, looking for big things here in the future. And folks, cool about Moscow is really right there about Pullman. So Washington State's right there at you guys' border, man. It's crazy how you're out on the border, you find the Pullman. So you got that college vibe right there. I love it, man. When I flew in for the press conference, you fly into this small little kind of one terminal airport and half the terminal split for the Cougars and half the terminal split for the Vandals. There's a lot of pride out here with Vandal Athletics. Um, and it's a special place, kind of the big show in town. And, and uh, you know, the Vandal community is, is really special. No doubt, man. I'm going to ask kids, Alex, this man, you know, my father's a coach. He's 83 years old. His wife was always, he wanted to help young men and more young men. Uh, I'll be out with you. I told my dad early. Pops, coaching is not in my blood because I'll cuss kids out every day. I, that's, <laughs> I, I can't do that. So I'm too, I'm too, I'm too competitive. And I'll tell you how to do something to get mad. But yeah. for you, like, like, what was your why to want to get this business, man, and help your men out? It's really similar, man. I, I've always known I wanted to be a coach. Um, I started as a high school coach. I, I was teaching and coaching and really enjoying that. Um, but I really believe that kind of the years of, of 18 years old to kind of 22, 23 are, are extremely transformative years in the lives of these young men. And so uh, basketball is kind of the tool with which we can make a, an impact in these these kids' lives. Um, it's a special thing to, to be able to the game, let the game basketball take us to different places in the country and have different experiences bringing a group of, of young men from all different backgrounds, all different experiences together, playing for the same reasons, fighting for the same things. Um, it's a special thing. So basketball has been so good to me. It's impacted my life in so many ways. And, and to be a coach here at this level, um, you know, it's really about, about providing a, a positive experience for these young men. No doubt. And like you said, man, I, I, even though my dad was a coach, man, but my actual coach who I played for is who, who I got a lot for the, a lot of things my dad said to me because it was my dad, right? But yeah, having yeah. my coach tell me it, was, it hit differently. So having a guy who he cares about you, help Moses, like you said, learning about different backgrounds, learning about different cultures, man, being at locker room city, man, it's so it's so amazing what that locker room can do for people. Like if we could be in as a country, like, how, how sports like our, our locker rooms are, we'll be a great, a great, great, greater place we already are right now, my brother. I agree, man. I feel like uh, all the biggest problems that this world has can be solved by great teams. You know, it takes great teams of people that that come together, that know how to work together, that are fighting for the same things, that are moving in the same direction. I think that's how we solve these big problems that we got going on. And, and I think, uh, you know, I really, really believe that team sports, learning how to be a good teammate, learning how to sacrifice for others, 
um, it's an important thing. So, like I said, basketball is kind of a conduit where we can teach a lot of those lessons, and that's that's what we're here for, man. And Alex, let me ask this, man, as if, from your playing career, because we're we, we, we about, about the same age, bro. You got me about, about a couple of years. We're about the same age. But yeah. how has basketball for you and your mind changed since we was young kids, man? I feel like with the spreading of the game, the shooting of three, the spacing has made the game more difficult to watch, and how to attack spaces and force defense into hard choices. What shots are we going to give up? We got to make up our minds. We're going to cool with this one, we cool with that kind of shot. That's right, man. You're spot on. Your spot is funny. When I played the game, you know, I was a, a walk on at Cal Berkeley for a couple of years. I ended up earning a scholarship. And the only way I was able to develop a role for myself was just being a physical, tough defender. But at that time, I could hold on to people and bang people. And it was a whole different ball game. It was a much more physical game uh, when I was playing. Now it's all about pace and space and skill and spreading the floor and decreasing that physicality to, to a certain degree. So I really like the way the game is played right now. I think it's a beautiful game. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, there's points of emphasis, there's officiating that are helping the game be spread more, more pace to it. Um, and that's the way we want to play up here. We've kind of adapted to the times we're trying to recruit guys who are skilled. Um, you know, it's going to be rare that we're ever going to have less than four players on the court who can shoot the three because we're all about space in the court. That'll create lanes for guys to be able to drive. Um, use their skill set. We're big on versatility, on, on interchangeability. So we want guys that can guard multiple positions, but offensively can spread the court. And then we can put them in a position to be successful. So, you know, for me, it's fun because it's a fun style of basketball to coach, but I think it's a fun style of basketball for people to, to watch as well. And, and I also think it's a fun style of ball for our players to play. 100%, man. Cause I, I remember you know, back in the day, we would have those two bigs in, running screens off the baseline to get a nice mid-range baseline jumper, man. I I, I wish I could have had this opportunity because I was a three-point shooter and could defend. I didn't, have, I didn't have much handle, but I could shoot the three and defend. And what's the what do we need now? Three and D, guys. That's right. That's right. You got any eligibility left, man? We need someone like you over here. Come on. Bring you out to Moscow. I may have a grand transfer a year left. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got a grand transfer yeah. you love for nice. sure, man. <laughs> now, That's basically, what I'm telling you, man, it's just, man for, for the big sky, man. It's a it's a great league, man. You know, my friend Sprint got a job at Utah State, man. So he's a good buddy of mine. Travis DeCure does a good job up there as well. Uh, David Riley, another friend of mine, does a good job up there. So about the league, man, the coaches, man, and, and just the so I, how that league is so tough. It was like like it's deserves, but it's a very tough league. Top to bottom, no easy, no easy nights out there in the Big Sky Conference, my brother. No, you're spot on. You're spot on. You know, I was in the Big Sky once before. I was out of Eastern Washington for two years. Um, you know, worked for a guy named Jim Hayford, and the three assistants on that staff at the time were me and Shante Leggins, who's the head coach at University of Portland, and David Riley, who's doing an unbelievable job at Eastern Washington. And very experienced with the conference, and you're right, top to bottom, the coaching is unbelievable. Um, you mentioned Danny Sprinkle, who's done a great job, and Travis DeCure, but, you know, you could go all throughout the, the conference. There's just high-level coaches that, that I have so much respect for the job that those guys are doing. But there's also a lot of talent. Um, there's great talent out here, a lot of skill. It's kind of an offensive firepower league, a lot of guys that can fill it up. Um, so you're right. Every single night's going to be a battle. We're, we're aware of that. Um, you know, I've tried to hit the ground running on the recruiting trail out here to make sure that we're, we're bringing in talent that can compete right off the bat. Um, but it's it's going to be a battle, man. We, we know absolutely that every night is going to be a challenge. Um, and for us, we're just trying to get better every time we take the floor. So it's going to be one of those things where win or lose, we're going to be learning a lot. And hopefully, you know, with this first year, we can be playing our best basketball when we're headed into March. How's it been getting on the court with your guys before they get out here for, for the 
semester here here real soon. So how's it been seeing what you kind of have as you go in that portal, how to find the right fits for your roster that you want to how you want to play? How's it been getting to meet the guys who will who will be with you going forward? Yeah, it's been great, man. It's been great. You know, I've, I've got to, to develop some bonds with a couple of these guys and, and start something uh, in terms of a relationship with a few of them. But but truth be told, we are having somewhat of a fresh start out here. We're going to have 11 new players on the roster, and it's going to be one of those things where uh, the minute we get going in the summer, we're, we're going to have that shift in culture and we're really going to be be attacking every day. So the guys that are coming back, um, you know, it's been great to get to know them Been great to see them out on the floor a little bit. But I think we all know that come come June, when we're out there in the summer, it's going to be a fresh start, fresh energy, new expectations. And um, our goal is going to be to win every single day, every single time we step on the court, everything we got going on in the weight room. It's, it's going to be to attack those with some energy and to win every single day. So I love the guys we got got returning um, and really excited about the new guys coming in. Now, Alex, off time, as I understand this, several times where you get better. That put a level piece is so important to your team's performance come November, December, because you get better in the summertime. You, we're trying to game plan for another team's hard. You, you get better, but it's harder to do what you want to do development-wise. So about how the summertime, that put a level piece, and building that culture, building that oneness, when those tough sprints on the track or those tough days of us working out when you're tired, you're lifting all day, man, how that bonds our team together. It's so true, man. You know, the work you put in in the summer, it's going to show up in, in, in March. You know, it's going to show up in the winter. It's going to show up in the postseason. And so it's it's huge. Uh, we really take great pride out here in the player development process. You know, you talk about the way the game has changed a little bit. I personally believe that player development is kind of the next frontier with with college coaching as well, that you're going to see huge jumps in terms of the way staffs are created, where you're going to bring in guys that really, really understand how to develop talent because, you can bring in players um, and, and you got to be able to develop them every single day. So for me, it's a great way to get to know our guys. A lot of sweat equity. You get that out there on the court, you work with them, you develop them, you invest in them. And I think that's where you can create some bonds and create some trust. Um, but I also believe that you have to understand truthfully how to teach. You know, you have to understand how to, to, to get out there on the court and show a player how to do something, to demonstrate it, for them to do it, for you to properly give some feedback. That whole process of teaching, of development, um, is an important part of the of the process of getting better. And like you said, the summer, um, the spring, you know, a lot, a lot of important time to get better individually. And that work's going to show itself when, when, when we get into our real practices in the fall and then the games in, in the winter. I'm sure what you have been a new coach out there, man. Your phone's been ringing off the hook about scheduling games. So how was that been? People selling blood in the water. They go, okay, he's new at Idaho. We make you get, get a win there. How's that been? All the phone calls that I get people that want to play you, man. Hey, it's great. You, you know, uh, you know this this deal intimately well because that's the truth. I've been getting calls from everybody. And initially it gives you a little motivation. You know, you're like, all right, yeah, we want to go out there and do it. But it's pretty funny, you know, when I'm getting calls from uh UConn, you know, defending national champions trying to play the first game of the season. We pump the brakes a little bit and make sure that we've got the right, uh, you know, the, the right opponents in place. But we're excited about the schedule. Truthfully, a lot of it was completed before I took the job. We had a little bit of flexibility to to, to pick some opponents and um, provide our guys uh, some opportunities to improve and provide our guys some opportunities they're going to be excited about um, and try to have some good home games so that the, the community of Moscow is out here, you know, supporting us as well. That's, that's, that's the hardest part at your level, trying, trying to get home games and not have to be on the road. 12, 15 times when you touch your yeah. conference. Because, see, fans, and what's crazy about it, I know I shouldn't say it's out loud, but we'll say it anyway. It's usually used against you when, when it's time to get used against you, unfortunately. <laughs> like, That's right. You know, it's like, come on, man. You know, I was up against me, but when it's time, 
oh, you no, nah, like it's that's not fair to me. So you all that level have to deal with that. But yeah, target home games in your in your home market and guys playing at home gives them a morale boost because when you when you come off that conference slate and you got a four and eleven or whatever record you get to find these guaranteed games on the road, it could break a team. So yeah. But having some home games give us some, uh, give you a chance to win. We saw last year with some some, some low major teams who got power big conferences come to their buildings. They won. So a lot of those guys get the get the nets and the Ken Palms and the, all those great because they get to play home games for, for two months. So That's they right. Fill up the, the, the resume for a second. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard part of the process. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, I see this beautiful facility right behind me here. Uh, you know, we'd love to have some teams come in and pack this place. And, and uh, like you said, it does help win some ball games, but it's also just a great experience for the Vandal community that's so passionate and wants to come out here and support us. So we'll have a good mix. Um, you know, we're not going to back away from any challenge either. We're excited to go out there and play some of the the teams that, you know, on paper are, are, are were predicted to be the underdogs and they're predicted they're buying us to come out there. But I think we're going to we're going to really be excited to play some of those games as well. So it's part of the process. Um, like I said, when I was in the conference at Eastern Washington, we went out to Indiana and won at Indiana. And we had some some experiences like that that were really special for for our players, for our young men. So it's a good it's a good uh, opportunity to learn some things. It's a good opportunity to grow. And, um, you know, there's not going to be any back down. We're going to go there and, and fight every single game in the preseason. And hopefully at the end of the day, we prepare ourselves to be competitive and, and chase a championship in the big sky. Now, I know you and Legs are cow guys. So tell me your best leg story you can tell on the air that won't get you, won't get you or us in trouble. <laughs> legs is the man. I tell you what, when, when I first took the job at Eastern Washington, Legs was, was on staff there. And he's one of the first guys I called. And I never got to play with legs. Um, we were just just removed from each other. I was just a couple of years younger than him. So, but I watched him and followed his career really carefully. Um, so, you know, it's great. I called him up and I was like, man, I'm talking to Shante Leggins right now, a guy that I followed so closely and had, you know, just kind of like watched with, with um, you know, a guy that I, I wanted to be like, because he was such a good hooper out there. And so um, I got to know him so well. He's one of my good friends. Got to know him really well when we were at Eastern. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite things with Shantae is he would pull up his high school film uh, from from when he was playing and, and even from before that, like his youth film, and watch him out there as a, a youngster in Santa Barbara, you know, talking trash and doing his thing, diving on the floor. He's just a, he's a special dude. He's a big-time competitor um, and a great coach for sure. I'll tell you, Alex, one time I had him on the show, man, he was on the show for an hour and 10 minutes, bro. No lie. That's I love him. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, bro, it was like, he was just talking, bro. Like, bro, yeah. I think I got commercial breaks in. Yeah, Legs is that guy. He, he's on the phone all the time. He'd be, when we were at Eastern, he'd be walking around the office with the headphones in or the, the cell phone, just talking, chopping it up with people. He's just, one of the things that makes him special, man, he, he's such a good relationship guy, gets to know everybody, puts in a lot of time. So, yeah, I got great respect for Shanta. That's my guy. Yeah. I love him too, man. I always have him on the show, man. So he talks, his energy, his energy is so infectious too. I love his energy, yeah. man. It's great yeah. to have, it's so great to talk to that brother. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. There's no question why he's had success. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's his players love playing for him. It runs through a wall. For, the, the players run through a wall for him. He's just a great dude. Absolutely. Now I ask you, man, since you've been in, in Moscow, what's been your favorite thing to eat so far up there that's treating you, you real good up there so far, man? Hey, this is a special place out here. Have you, have you been up here before? I've been up there one time for football. Yeah. 
it, it's special. It's, it's incredible. I was, I was expecting one thing when I came to Moscow, you know, you move from a place like Seattle that has all these options with food. I wasn't quite sure going in there, but Mo the Moscow food scene is pretty special, man. It's pretty special. So my first night out here, um, I went out to dinner with the president of the university and the athletic director. They were, they were just kind of showing me around. We went to this place called Lodgepole that was incredible. And the president is, you know, kind of points to the back room and says, I'll, I'll have my regular. And he walks in and he has just this huge plate of mussels. And, and, he, and it's it, it was unbelievable. So there's a lot of good food, man. There's there's good food across the, the um, across the city. We bring our recruits in town and they're blown away by all the different options. Um, there, there's so many good options out here. So I'm still getting to know it. I've been in town just for a few weeks. Uh, but there, there's a good food scene out here, man. There really is. No doubt, man. Well, Alex, hope to see you on the road, man. Uh, if you're coming late for the Peace Jam, man, I'll be there talking to all your coaches who I can catch you sure. in the corners there. So, yeah, hope to see you real soon. I'll give you my number off lines from saying contact with you, man. But, man, it's fun to talk to you. We hope to get with you more often, man, and cheer on your vandals, man. Talk to you, brother. I appreciate that, Jared. Let's stay in touch, man. Definitely. We'll do, buddy. Thank you so much, man. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.